When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E. We actually just had our biggest week ever. I know that's hard to believe considering what's going on with the coronavirus, but been a lot of Dolphins news and a lot of great content from our group, including... My co-host today, Greg Sylvander, he's in for Alf and Alex. So make sure you check out the site. We've got a lot of Dolphin stuff, a lot of Heat stuff. We've got a Kane series by our guy Vishnu is up there about the 12, sort of the forgotten 12 games. Um, he's calling them the recollected dozen, the 12 UM games that nobody remembers, the significant games in UM history, and he's doing video breakdowns of them. So it's a, it's a really cool series, and again, we're trying to give you some content during this hiatus, also check out our Three Yards Per Carry podcast, Five Rings, Canes podcast, Cinco de Zonas, and Light Skin Opinions, which actually I was on this week, the lightest skin person that they've ever hunt on. And also, their number one episode. So they brought in, uh, they brought in the, the angry white dude, and, uh, <laughs> and apparently, apparently that worked, Greg. Uh, today's episode is brought to you in part by the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E. All this spelling out. O-N-E, calllegal.com. They got someone there 24 hours a day. They're not actually there, uh, but they are manning the website. And also, everybody at the firm is working. They're just working on remote during this uh, period of uncertainty here. But they are based in North Miami. That's where their main offices are, right off the Golden Glades or just south of the Golden Glades, right off of I-95. They handle just about every kind of case imaginable, from immigration to slip and fall uh, to, again, personal injury, but also traffic tickets. They're doing sports law now. And again, you know, everybody's still going to need a lawyer. The courts are going to open up here pretty soon. And for, for a lot of people, they're going to need a lawyer more than they need one before. So go check out the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. It's onecalllegal.com. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick, no Alf today, needed a break. No Alex, Alex was giving me one of these, we'll do it at 8, we'll do it at 9, we'll do it at 10, we'll do it tomorrow. I found somebody else. I've replaced Alex for the day. We've got Greg Sylvander, you know him as Lefty Leif, um, I got him to change his handle, uh, but he is uh, one of our insiders on the Miami Heat. If you're not familiar with him, he basically broke the Jawan Howard news to Michigan, uh, among other stories, has been on top of of quite a few things and is a big part of the network uh, also does some work for Miami heat beat, but writes a column for us called guts check, which the latest edition is up there on the site. We'll talk about that before we finish today, but uh, here I've commissioned you for this reason. Alex is too young. Um, 
And we're going to do a little historical stuff. We're going to do a lot of historical stuff on the pod. Actually, we've got some really good news today. I, I think we're going to start getting some premium guests here because I think things are going to start opening up with Miami Heat a little bit. But in the interim, we, we want to do some nostalgia and just have some fun. And so I had this idea, Greg, that basically we would break down uh, – the top 30 players in heat history, but not do it just like one through 30. Uh, Cause to me that everybody does that, but to try to identify who the top 30 players were in terms of what they did while they were here, not, you know, uh, I don't want to evaluate, you know, Ray Allen, you know, in, in Seattle and Boston and, and Milwaukee, I want to evaluate Ray Allen here. Um, but what we're going to do ultimately is that once we get to our list of 30, Alex, Alf and I are going to draft 10 man teams. Then we're going to let our listeners decide who drafted the best team. But I don't trust Alex to put the 30 players together because he wasn't alive when some of them played. Um, I think <laughs> what we've already established is Alex is a Gen Zer. He's not even a millennial. So he may His not first know who's... game was like 06, the 06 title run or something like that, somewhere exactly. around there. Exactly. So our, our friend Tropical Blanket, uh, I'm not sure he knows who Steve Smith is, but and you do. Because uh, you're not as old as me, but you're older than him. Uh, you're closer to Alf's age. And so you and I, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to identify the 30, okay? And some of these are going to be very easy, and some of them are going to be a little more challenging. You said how many did you get down on the list that you thought were worthy of this conversation? Uh, I, I have 28 that I think are pretty well locks. Um, but there's some debatable ones, but I think that we, I think there's, there's definitely 30 names we can come up with, but 28 was where, I, where my list ended. All right, so let's go to the obvious ones, all right? I mean, the ones we're not going to debate a whole lot. And this is no particular order, although the first two is a particular order. Um, And again, some of this is debate on who did more when they were here. Uh, But LeBron and Dwayne, they make the list of 30, Greg? You you think? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Chris Bosh, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway. Is that that is is kind of our our crowning? I think six. we're safe. You, th- you think we're safe with those six? Okay, I'm gonna give you a few others. Uh, Glenn Rice, Goran Dragic, Steve Correct. Smith. Yep. Jamal Mashburn. Yep. Okay. So we're at ten. We're gonna agree on those. Eddie Jones. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler on this list. One hundred percent, and Bam out of bio, I believe. And Bam out of bio, Udonis Haslam, for sure. PJ Brown, for sure. Dan Marley, for sure. Ronnie Cycli, yes. Our lists are coinciding beautifully. (laughs) Okay, I mean this is not an order, but kind of. Ray Allen belongs on the list, Uh, although I I will say, you know, Ray's career here. And we're going to spend a little more time talking about some of these. Ray's career here is a little overrated overall. He, he shot the ball really well from three the first year, but really not the second year. I mean, it's yeah. funny how it all, it all got distilled down to one shot. But you remember in the playoffs, that Indiana series, he could not shoot on the road in the postseason. Remember that? Like, no, and, the, and there's, there's a couple of things with Ray. And I think it's really good, actually, that you are approaching it from a perspective of like what they did here because historically like if you look at career wise there's all kinds of weird names that are mixed in there like penny hardaway or stuff like that mm, but yeah. um, like with with ray allen specifically i think the shot is such a huge piece but also he was like one of those 
um, extra pieces to the puzzle that they got that kind of like changed the dynamic of the team. You had like another frontline player that, that teams had to like really gear up for and plan for. And so I just feel like that impact alone, and then obviously the shot and get the ropes out of here and all that, uh, that allure that is attached to Ray Allen is, it, it's just, it has to be on the list. Is there anyone I've named so far where anybody can make an argument against? Again, I'm going to go through the list. LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Shaq, Zoe, Hardaway, obviously not. Drogic, Rice, Steve Smith. Wasn't here that long, by the way, but I mean, the three. Yeah, that was, was three, one three. that I flinched on initially because he was here for such a short period of time. But mm-hmm. we kind of knew that he was – a lot of Heat fans didn't want him to be traded for Kevin Willis, one. Right. But also, um, I, I feel like he was like one of the first up-and-coming rising star type players that was in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I think based on that alone, if we're trying to get to a list of 30, he would make the cut. He's, uh, he's an interesting precursor to Dwayne, too, because uh, Steve Smith was uh, – not, not that they were the same height, but Steve Smith was not a point guard in college, but he, he started as a point guard here, which was similar to Dwayne. I remember Dwayne taking sort of some, I don't know, some comfort in the fact that Steve Smith had made that transition. But Steve Smith was, you know, Penny Hardaway size. <laughs> you know, yeah. was, was much bigger uh, and an incredibly skilled player. I, I sort of always have always felt about those teams – if those teams that had Pat Riley uh, involved in the process in some way, that might have looked different. I know if you talk to Ronnie Rothstein, his frustration was he felt he was turning that thing around, and then it basically right before they got all the core pieces they needed, they made the change to Kevin Lockery, and then it was Alvin Gentry. And I can't believe Alvin's been around this long. But then it was Alvin Gentry, and then, you know, again, it just it, it, it wasn't working considering the, the amount of good young players they had. I mean, they had, they had Rice, they had Steve Smith, they had Ronnie Cycli. I mean, Willie Burton was up and down, but he did have a 53-point game. I mean, they, they had, they had yeah. Sherman Douglas, who's another one I think we're going to debate. So, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they had some good players. Matt Geiger was not a bad player either. You know, they, they had some decent guys. All right, well, so. Also, if we're really looking, if we're looking at Heat history too, Steve Smith was a key cog in the first playoff team that ever was there yes. in 91, 92. So I feel like that also can kind of give him a nudge into onto the list. All right. Uh, so, I, and, and PJ Brown, uh, to me, no debate. I, I, PJ was, PJ's numbers, by the Agreed. way, are better than Ra- another Riley guy couldn't trade him. There were years and years. Yeah. The, he couldn't get rid of him. I mean, he, he wouldn't get rid of him. That was the issue. There, there were teams that wanted him. I, you know, I remember PJ was thrown out there, I think for Lamar Odom and Darius Miles and some of the young Clipper guys. Mitch but he didn't want, Mitch Richmond, I remember that. He didn't want to break up those teams, though, until the very, very end, and then he broke it up by training him and MASH and making the move for Eddie Jones. Uh, to me, P.J., I mean, first thing, P.J. Was, was an elite defender, in my view, and a perfect fit next to Zoe. Uh, I think his game would have evolved more in the, in the current NBA where he would have been shooting more jumpers um, as more of a, a little bit more of a stretch player, but I, you know, I, first thing, one of the best people I've ever met in the Heat organization. Just a great, great guy. But, um, and I, he sort of, he sort of vanished. He always said he was going to vanish somewhere in Louisiana, and that's kind of what he did. But uh, the terrific guy, and he took losing so hard. But he was a great team defender. Uh, he was a very good one-on-one defender. He's a pretty good rebounder, and and just a really solid team guy. I mean, he was kind of didn't have the persona of Haslam, but they've had a tradition with Grant Long and Haslam and PJ Brown you know, yeah. at that position. So those are like the, the torch bears of the culture. PJ Brown was kind of the first one to institute that in Riley's, um, you know, as Riley took over the team and made his first moves to build after the initial year. 
mm-hmm. uh, for 96, 97. So you had PJ Brown and, um, you know, he made all defensive teams. So I, I feel like that also is um, feathers That's in true. his cap that allow him to get on the list. That's true. So he's on the list. Uh, we agree that Mashburn's on the list, whatever people's issues are with Mash about one shot and, you know, whether he could have been more as a player, uh, he was pretty damn good, actually. And I think that gets forgotten a lot. And obviously, he's had a great post career. Eddie Jones, another one, I think he's in the mash category where everybody wanted him to be a lead guy, but it really wasn't in him. Um, <laughs> although mash was a lead guy against Miami after he left. But, uh, but to me, Eddie is a, Eddie is a given, um, you know, on there, obviously. You know, I mentioned Marley. I don't know statistically, but he was just such a, a bedrock of those teams defensively making threes to yeah. me that's a that's a given cycle given i mean the rebounds everything i mean could have ronnie rostein did a podcast with us we talked about ronnie and what ronnie could have been um i don't know that ronnie realized his full potential but again uh good enough for sure to be on the list you mentioned jimmy and bam i think there would be some who say it hasn't been long enough um particularly See, as we start getting if- some other guys no, I agree. But if you write, if you really sit down and write the list and you look at all these names, as we've both done, I feel like when you look at the trajectory of Bam and obviously what Jimmy's done just in the short time that he's here and his pedigree as a, as an athlete and as a player, that that's where once we go through this full list, I think people will agree that they should make it on. All right. Uh, Udonis Haslam. Yes, absolutely. And he'd kick our ass. If not, by the way, Check out uh, the piece he wrote for Players Tribune about about defending the city of Miami. It's terrific. So good. So, and we're gonna try to get UD on the pod here in the next week or so. By the way, uh, the the other the precursor to Udonis Haslam, who actually has slightly better statistics, Grant Long, uh, to me is a given. Is he a given yes. for you? Absolutely. He he was the first like UD PJ Brown style player, that hard nosed kind of enforcer type, uh, you know, diving on the floor, all that stuff before Riley was even here. So yes, Grant Long absolutely. Okay, so let's get to uh, the last one of the twenty that I had, and then we'll, we're going to come back and debate the last ten, which I think is going to be more challenging. I have Mario Chalmers on as a guest. Yes. Starting point guard on a championship team. He should be first. I know he believes he should be first on this list. <laughs> so, right? Uh, but, I, I, you know, people laugh at it and they say, oh, Rio. But you're right. I mean, and the other thing about Rio that doesn't get enough credit is, you know, he was capable of making the big shots and made a lot of big shots, but he also knew his place. And I think that's where he kept getting lumped in with Deion Waiters this year about how they had this similar kind of irrational confidence. But not, Rio never did anything outside the system. No way. Yeah, I totally agree. I I feel like Rio was the perfect um, example of a player that figured out that balance between being able to step up and have a 26 point game in in a playoff game or something like that. But then also know when he needed to fade back. And it could have been that people were screaming at him a lot. So he knew when to fade back. (laughs) But also, um, like having the discernment to turn that on and off is not something that I think every guy has. And that's why you end up seeing guys like Dion who do, uh, you know, take bad shots or make bad decisions or other players that kind of never can can make that jump to step up in the big moment. And Rio did all those things. So, uh, and he won titles. So, you know, rings. Yeah, he won rings. And, and he might have won another ring if, if he'd been the starter in the finals that first year instead of Mike Bibby. So I, I have him in the top 20. All right, so you and I, we, we may have him in different slots, okay? And we may have some other guys who should have been in the top 20, but those are the 20 that you and I agree to. We're going to try to pick the next 10 in a second. But before we do, we want to tell you about Dutch Valley Farms. 
What's Dutch Valley Farms for starters? They're not your average cannabis grow farm. They've got deep roots in the 305. And this hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals have taken their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way all the way out in Oregon? Simple, a team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old school growing practices with new school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high quality experience that you can feel good about. The proof is in the plant. If you want more information, visit. You got nothing to do these days, people. Check it out online. Visit DutchVF.com. That's Dutch, the letter V, the letter F. Dot com or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. All right, Greg, this is going to get a lot more competitive. Um, 20 we've picked. I have, and I might be missing some, but what I did just so I wouldn't forget some guys is I went to Pro Basketball Reference and just looked at where guys ranked in Heat history while they were here. And there's a lot of names that come up, like Dwayne basically is like three whole rows, right? Um <laughs> Uh, but there's other guys that kind of show up here. And so let's go through some names and I, you know, I, it's going to seem easy and then we're going to get to a number here. I think you're going to end up realizing 28 was not enough. Right. But we'll go here. I'm going to go with one to the, to me as a given Brian Grant. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, Brian, we mentioned guys who were in that mold. I always felt for Brian you know, even before the issues he's had and getting sick. And by, by the way, Brian Grant, and we talk about good people. We should do a podcast just on the best people in heat history. Like Brian Grant is all time, man. Like Brian Grant and PJ Brown are, I mean, class. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> class beyond class. And Brian, I love Brian Grant. And, uh, and he's such an example. And, and he was out doing stuff this week and he's got a compromised immune system. Like it's, I mean, he's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually, if it, I wrote a story I was, I was proud of a few years ago about Brian after he got sick and it had the, uh, you know, the on, you know, onset of, uh, of Alzheimer's, uh, not Alzheimer's, excuse me, um, uh, Parkinson's. Parkinson's, thank you very much. The onset of Parkinson's disease, the early onset. Uh, if you think about how much tragedy has befallen, you know, some of the, the real bedrock guys of the Heat organization, right? Zoe, Bosch, Brian Grant, and then what happened to Anthony Mason, too. Um, yeah. But, and, and all that. I talked to Riley about that once, but I did a piece uh, about Brian Grant and there's a great story where Riley went out to, uh, Brian didn't think Riley was going to come. Uh, Brian ha had his first ever charity event, you know, for the disease out in Oregon and everybody loves Brian in Oregon. Okay. And so he invited Riley among others, Michael J. Fox was there. You know, I think there was a representative from Muhammad Ali. You know, all these people were out there and Pat though gave the longest speech. And Pat gave him uh, a forever card. Pat carries around these cards. And he gave him a forever card because he said Brian Grant was a forever man. Not everybody gets those cards. Not everybody gets those cards. <laughs> I don't think Brian got that card. Uh, but uh, yeah. But uh, not yet. Not yet. Gerald Green didn't get that card. Deion Waiters isn't getting that Smush card. Smush Parker did not get Smush that card. Smush Parker did not. Todd Day <laughs> did not get that card. We, we could just come up with names here. Todd yeah. Day was basically fired at practice. Okay. There, there's a lot of guys who didn't get that card. Billy Owens didn't get that card. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he got, he got, he got that card. And uh, I, just great respect for Brian Grant. So to me, uh, he's a given. He's on the list. All right. The next one. Um, Karan Butler. Ooh, you know what? I didn't have him on my list, and that is a really good – you know, he was like 
he was Dwayne before Dwayne. Like we thought mm-hmm. we had our Dwayne when Karan Butler was, um, you know, playing in, in what was that? Oh, two Oh three when he, his mm-hmm. rookie season, I remember there was a game where he was matched up against Jordan with the wizards. And um, I felt like this was like this changing of the guard. And then Dwayne Wade comes in and kind of um, makes everyone around him pale in comparison. But that's an interesting name that I did not have on my list. Wow. Well, the problem with the name, the only problem you can come up with with a name is that he wasn't here long enough, right? But he was, he was a rookie of the year candidate his first year. Um, his second year with Dwayne, of course, was part of that team that rallied. He was a starting small forward on a team that went from 0-7 to the second round of the playoffs. Now, he was not really healthy a lot of that year. That's the thing. But he did he have – he was in and out. But he did have a couple of big playoff games. And he was a piece that, along with Brian, who at that point was kind of broken down, and Lamar Odom, who's somebody else we're going to discuss, uh, he was a piece that ended up getting them Shaq. Um, you talk me into it. He's on the list. He's, he's on the list, right? Okay, I mean, I'm telling you this is going to become harder because there are some names that I'm sure I'm probably missing too. But all right, so if we're going to throw, if we're going to throw Karan on the list and we throw Brian Grant on the list, you know, we are now at 22, okay? So uh, this is getting more challenging. We're going to have to sort of run through this uh, a little bit. You named bit. one, Lamar Odom. I feel like he's got to be on there, right? I think he does. If Karan's on there, L.O. has to be on there. L.O. has to be on there. L.O. had a terrific year, but it was one year. Um, but I, I'm with you. He, ha- he has to be on the list. But now we've gotten ourselves to 23. And, you know, the thing with Lamar is I always wonder what would have happened with Lamar if he'd stayed here. He actually kind of found the perfect basketball role with the Lakers because Lamar never wanted to be the center of attention. And so six-man was perfect for him and kind of being in Kobe's shadow. And he and Kobe were obviously very close. But from what I heard, a lot of Lamar's problems happened the year he was in Miami, which is kind of weird because it was also when on the court he figured he put it all out. together. Yeah, that's yeah, so, so really weird. I, I remember the first when Lamar was first signed. I was working at the Palm Beach Post, and the Heat was kind of they were sending him around the city because Lamar had a really gregarious personality, and so they were sending him around this. I mean, gregarious and stoned at the same time, right? So like. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were they're probably serious, but they were sending him around the city. And so he came up to the Palm Beach Post all the way up in you know, 2751 South Dixie Highway, uh, which but they're tearing down, by the way. And, uh, and he came to the office, and I, he has this thing for candy, okay, like Skittles and all this. Right? Daquan Cook had a thing for Skittles. But he had just, I don't know, all kinds of different candy. And so that's the only thing he cared about when he came to the Palm Beach Post. He was sitting down to meet with the others. like, do you have any candy? <laughs> um, so, so there you go. All right. Uh, if Lamar Odom is on the list – then Antoine Walker needs to be on the list, doesn't he? Yes, third best player on a championship team. He was uh, kind of in that deal in the biggest trade in NBA history at the time where they got James Posey, Jay Will, and um, Antoine. Antoine was kind of like the centerpiece to that. And Riley had been trying to get Antoine Walker for years prior to that. Mm-hmm. He, he loved Antoine's game. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Going way before he ever arrived in Miami, and then he came and they won a championship. So I feel like that was a, a tall tale sign that he was a contributor in a way that would get him on this list. Which was crazy too, because I, I hated the fit at the time. Hated it. Um, I liked Antoine personally, but I ha- I, I hated the trades. Hated the fit. Um, and I just Antoine's game bothered me. Uh, it, it wasn't personal. It's just there's certain guys whose games I don't like. I mean, people know I didn't like Dion's game. Uh, I, I just didn't like Antoine's game. I, I but but you know they made it work. I mean they they plugged him in at the three I still and the don't four. Know how, yeah, I was just gonna say I still don't know how they played him at the three so much. I, I don't know. You couldn't play him at the three now. I mean, he's a, he, these days he'd be a perfect stretch four, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I, at the time, I don't know. I, but I'm telling you, it's going to get more complicated because we're already at 24. All right. How do you keep Shane Batty off the list? I had him on the list. Now, granted, I didn't have Karan Butler, but that would bring me to 29. So I had Batty there just because of the fact that he was that signing. Everyone thought that the heat was going to go with a big that summer. And it was mm-hmm. like, that was the consensus is the heat needs a big man. They're going to go and get a big man. And then the first day of free agency, they signed Shane Battier. They, they went, they zigged when everybody thought they would zag and it turned out to be the perfect fit. Like they knew exactly what they were going to do in terms of the style of play. And he plugged himself in and then like the game seven, like how can we not recognize what he did? That was game seven, right? Against San Antonio, the seven threes Mm -hmm. or six, threes, however it went. Um, so I feel like all of that, and then combined with the fact that he's stuck around, he's a lifer, uh, Shane Battier is on the list. All right, so now we're at 25. I'm telling you, it's going to get more complicated. We got Gary Payton and we got Jason Williams. They both make it. Look at this. I'm get, I know I got everybody in. I'm not saying no to anybody yet, but trust well, me. Well, you're going to have to say here. no to some. There's, some of that, uh, there's a couple here I think you're going to struggle with. Uh, all right, now, let's make the case for both or, or either. Uh, you know, in Peyton's case, I mean, the reality was Gary wasn't great when he was here. Now, I mean, obviously, if you're evaluating just on career, Gary's top five or top six in Heat history. But just in terms of what he did here, if you look at the numbers defensively, he, I mean, he, he was the best defensive point guard of his era, but he was not great by the time he got here. Um, he wasn't really happy with playing time at times. Yeah, no, he he's a fringe be, guy on the list for sure. Like he, the thing that always resonates with me is the that shot. shot in game yeah, the three. shot. I, I, I know. <laughs> I knew you were going there, and I, and it's hard to keep Gary Payton off the list. I, but but let's do this, okay? So uh, we got Jason. All right, so let's go to two others then. Jason Williams, another point guard. Jason Williams and Sherman Douglas. Sherman Douglas, I wouldn't keep on the list because he had a really good. He had a strong rookie season. But it became really evident um, for a number of reasons that there just was there it wasn't going to be a good fit, and they flipped him for Brian Shaw, who was actually mm-hmm. a really good fit next to Steve Smith back then. Yes. But um, I don't know. I feel like Sherman Douglas. There was a combination of not being here long enough, 
not being around enough winning and excitement and also just being before the Riley era that for, I kind of feel I'm leaning towards no on Sherman Douglas. So, okay. So, but why Jay will, because of the championship, because Jay will was here. No, was he a, was only, yeah, you're right. There, it wasn't um, a long I time. I mean, the second year was not good for anybody. He was hurt was too. No, he gets the 06 title gets some of these guys the benefit of the doubt that you normally would never give to a player. I mean, I'll give you another example, and we're going to get to this person. Mm-hmm. If Hassan Whiteside was on the 06 title team, he would be yeah. on this list. But because he wasn't on any title teams at all, he didn't make my list. Well, we're going to talk about him. All right, so right now, you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you on this for now. I, I, I will give you Gary Payton and Jason Williams. So now we're at one, two, three four, five, six, okay, beyond our 20, right? So we've got Peyton, Butler, Odom, Williams, Walker, Grant, and Battier. So we're actually at seven. All right. So let's go to some others. Josh Richardson. Ooh, wow. Um, no, I, I can't do it. I feel well, like... Well, let's do, let's do this first. Josh Richardson or Josh, Justice Winslow? Josh Richardson, no doubt. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. I, I, don't, I think we might have looked at this differently, obviously, if this year hadn't played out the way it did. Agreed. Um, okay. So you say no on Josh. James Posey. No, only because po- Posey was really big for moments, but in terms of the full season and, and, and you know, like averaging, I, he probably averaged, and I'm, I'm totally going off the top of my head, like six yeah. points a game, something like that. You know what I mean? It was really um, – it was more about – that you could put him on a player in a playoff series. Like he's more of a seven game series kind of guy that, that really you could use um, on Nowitzki, for instance. Um, but like as, as full body of work, I don't know that he makes the team. All right. So I'm, I'm going to keep him off for now, but I'm going to, we're going to come back to circle back to some of these guys, Vashon Leonard. Ooh, that was one I hadn't thought about. You know what? He was on the first 60 win heat team. He, yes. he, he was actually, if you really think about these Duncan Robinson, Wayne Ellington experiences, mm-hmm. he was actually like the first one of those Riley guys that arrived in Miami, someone you never heard about that all of a sudden hit threes from everywhere. I heard in his first workout, he hit like over 133s in a row or something crazy yeah. like that. Um, so that's an interesting one. He wow, was a crazy good gonna- shooter at Minnesota. I, I had a little bit of a bias against Fashan because – he might have been the most difficult uh, Heat player I've ever dealt with in a locker room. He he was tough, man. He was wow. I didn't know yeah, that. He just never said anything, and he just didn't like you even being within six feet of him. It wasn't coronavirus. It was just he didn't like you being around him. Uh, I I so I I just I, I you know I you would always hear about how Vashon was this good guy and just quiet, but I don't know. I you know what? I I think I would actually say no, and this is why because. As much as Vashawn Leonard was a key contributor, it felt like we were always looking for who we could find to get as an upgrade. That is when, true. That is when you true. have a player like that where it's always like, can we get Mitch Richmond? Can we get Latrell Sprewell? Like, that's a tall tale sign to me that that player was expendable. And I know a lot of the guys we've talked about were expendable in their own ways. But um, so if I had to start leaning and we need to really start to uh, have discernment here, he may not make the list. All right, remember, we're just looking for three more based on yeah, what we've no, got. Yeah, no, totally. And so they may, we may pivot back to one of these guys. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's go to some other guys, and maybe we can just dismiss some of these guys offhand. But these are some names that came to mind. Uh, Terry Porter was great here for a year. Not long enough, though, right? Yeah, and also he botched that final possession where <laughs> <did>. Houston <laughs> made the shot. So we, we have not forgotten about that. At least I haven't. 
Uh, I, well, Derek, Terry Porter is another one of those guys. If he took balance of career, he he's probably oh had, for sure yeah, a top Portland, fifteen he was career. Yeah, terrific, but but probably not. Although you can argue if they'd been able to keep Terry Porter, that team might have. That was the team that they felt they had the best team. So it was talked about it that that you know, and and obviously they. You know, yeah, they, they had no they, holes, really. They, they had no holes. It was a terrific team, but Allen Houston beat them. All right. Uh, Mike Miller didn't do enough while he was here, correct? Yeah, I can't do it. No, yeah. I, I mean, personality-wise. I mean, I, yeah, no, as a, per, as a person, Mike Miller's on the list for sure. <laughs> right. He's awesome. But, well, but for this well, purpose, no. uh, Okay, here's um, an interesting one. Anthony Mason made an all-star game here. He's on my list. I was waiting for you to go back. I just feel like anyone who's made an all-star team, and this is why Goran was an automatic guy for me. Mm-hmm. If you've made an all-star team, I feel like you're on the list because there's just so few of them if you go through the entire list throughout the franchise history. But his season, and I covered that year, home and road. His season to me is colored by the way he acted at the end, though. Like, I, It's tough. I mean, if you remember the circumstances of that year, so Zoe gets sick. They built this team around Zoe. Zoe was supposed to be the center with, uh, with Mason and Grant. They were going to use Mace as a three. Okay. Yeah, initially, I mean, they didn't want Anthony Mason in that trade. They, they were trying to figure out ways of rerouting him, and then eventually they accepted him. And uh, there was all, all this talk back then about would Mason be the, the four behind Brian Grant off the bench, and then they tried him play. as a – you know, right. um, as a three, um, and, and it worked. And I mean, they, they found a way to make it work without well, Alonzo and still They didn't 50. try him as a three, though, because what ended up happening was he was going to be the three, but then when Zoe went out, uh, Brian became the three, Brian, Brian Grant, and Bruce Bowen stepped in as the three. Uh, so Brian Grant became the five, I'm sorry, and Bruce Bowen stepped in as the three with Marley. I mean, that wasn't that the group, and it, it was yeah, Hardaway no, at the one. 100%, so, you're right. So, so Mace actually ended up playing the, I mean, kind of four or five, depending on, uh, who is on the court? I, I don't have him on automatically. I'm, I may battle you on that one. I, you know, may he rest in peace. I, the problem with it, I knew too much of what was going on behind the scenes at the end of that season. And you know, when yeah, Zoe yeah. Came, when, when Zoe came back, okay, that team I think was seventy it was forty two and twenty seven, and Zoe came back and Mason threw a hissy fit and. You know, they went eight and five down the stretch from what I remember. And I remember they got swept out of the first round oh, in a humiliating so fashion oh. right, by Mash, uh, by Mashbird. In the three turnaround games. jumpers will haunt me forever. Uh, well, and, and the funny and the crazy thing about it, I mean, that was one of the most angry Pat Riley press conferences I ever attended. We're humiliated. We, and he just ripped into that team. And, and I actually felt in some ways it was a little unfair because that team overachieved without so and then tried to move him back in and. And it just didn't work very well. But anyway, and, and but it wasn't just it wasn't just Mash. It was Ricky Davis and Eddie Robinson. Remember, like just r- running up and down the court on the, Ricky Davis of all people. Yeah. All right. So you you have Mason. I don't yet. Um, there's a longevity case to be made for Bimbo Coles, but if you're not putting in Sherm Douglas, I'm not putting in Bimbo Coles. So, yeah, no. What, what, I, Bimbo was just kind of a backup point guard kind of player. Yeah. And he, he bridged a lot of transition years and stuff like that, but ultimately I don't think he can make this list. I have one that I think uh, is worthy of debate that may not seem so. There are a few, play, a few role players in Heat history that have had the impact that Chris Anderson did. Um. They went thirty-seven and three after they acquired him that season. Yeah, and and like you know what? Like if you think about it that way, in terms of impact with the Heat, he was a piece that took that team with the vertical spacing to a whole different level. He went through what was it, two and a half playoff rounds without missing a shot or something yeah. crazy like that. So I feel like if we're talking about just Heat, 
um, pr- production, that's a really good call there. Yeah, I mean, statistically, you wouldn't say so, but like you said, I mean, he, he, he literally would go two weeks of the playoffs without missing a shot. And I don't know that that team wins a championship that year. I was in, in Portland, and I remember this. It was at a practice, and the Heat were getting killed on the boards. And basically, LeBron asked for help at a practice. You know, Spoke kept saying, we have enough. And, you know, and, and they no, brought in this... <laughs> they know they know, right? We we have enough. And and Anderson was a guy that I know that the Heat's security people, they were doing the work on him for about eight months because there was that whole online phishing thing and everything else that was going on uh that happened with him. And, you know, once they felt pretty comfortable with that, they brought him in and he fit perfectly. He's on my list. Uh I you know, I know that may seem a little crazy to have him on the list instead of Anthony Mason, but Anthony Mason didn't lead to a championship. Uh, Chris Anderson's addition led to a championship. I, I'm I'm going to go with him. I, you know, I, I defer to you on another one. I, I think Chris Anderson belongs on this list. I, I think yeah, it's a no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with, I'm with you. I think right, that it's uh, definitely going to leave someone out in the cold, but I'm well, with you. Well, it is. Uh, Joel Anthony, not on the list, correct? No, come on. I, mean, I know, it, but I, you know, he's, he's close to our hearts, but not our heads in this particular exercise. Is there anybody, and I know we have bad memories of this, but it was a pretty memorable run at the time. Is there anybody from the 3011 team that deserved more consideration obviously other than Dragic and we're going to talk we're going to talk about the big guy in a second but I'm talking about the guys that they just unloaded the James Johnsons the Dion Waiters no 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 No. all right so so let's uh let's eliminate them all right so now uh well I'm getting to it I'm I'm crossing (laughs) others off my list right now Jason Capono Jimmy Jackson had some moments wasn't here long enough Duncan Robinson baby Maybe someday. I mean, Robinson, Hero, and Nunn, I think, are considerations down the road. Uh, two, two glue – well, okay, let's talk about the three glue guys. We talked about one of them already. Posey, Askins, Bruce Bowen. Man, I have a close friend that would really be upset if I didn't have Askins on this team. But um, Bruce Bowen is an interesting one, too, because he, he and Marley were like this tandem that was like really – suffocating defensively and he went on to do great things in san antonio that kind of dwarfed what he did in miami yeah because you know why though you know how that played out you know why he was pissed because pat made a, a rare misstep there's only a couple times pat's made a misstep in press conferences that haunted him one was the whole smiling faces with hidden agendas uh, well it wasn't that it was i'm sorry that came after lebron left it was the uh the get you know the the guts thing and all the rest of that that pissed lebron off and revealing that LeBron's wife was pregnant, which also yeah, pissed that w- off. That was the bad one. <laughs> that was the bad one. That was really bad. I, I, my phone blew up that day. What the fuck did he say? Okay, that's uh, – yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, but but, uh, but uh, the other one was Pat, I think, at a presser, called Bruce Bowen like the 30th or 29th best offensive small forward in the league. Ooh. And Bruce went and took the minimum from San Antonio. Uh, I think it was the minimum. Uh, Bowen Askins Posey. Now, one won a champion. Now, Bruce won championships, but not here. Posey won a championship. Askins is heat culture. Stuck around the organization. Bruce Bowen might have been the best of the three, though, while he was here. You know what? Give it to Keith Askins. <laughs> we're going to throw Keith Askins on the list. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to. All right. So we're going to. I got, got all right, the rest of these here. Let's talk about one other, and then we're going to narrow this down. You want to do the music again? Dun, dun, dun. 
Hassan Whiteside. This is the toughest one. And like, I didn't write his name down in this list of 28 that I had, but if you look at sheer statistics, he's, he should make the list at talent should make the list. It's in terms of like, um, marquee free agents that we signed and obviously in hindsight it doesn't look like this but he was a max player that right. i feel like there, there's something there in terms of like like what we expected but the impact like that's what 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 i struggle with is that despite the numbers d- despite the stats despite the contract the impact wasn't there i mean i feel like birdman maybe like impacted winning in the short amount of time he was here more than Hassan ever did. And that may sound a little crazy. And I know that I'm a little bit slanted in my uh, view here, but, but that's kind of why I'm not leaning with Hassan. I'm going with Hassan. Uh, I'm going to put him on the list. I know this stuns people, uh, but you can't argue with an uh, again. Well, you can argue with the numbers, uh, but you can. No, but they're there. But, but when you the but when you're books. comparing them to some of the others on this list, I mean, it's it's hard to make an argument for Chris Anderson and not for Hassan Whiteside. And I've already made one for Chris Anderson, so I kind of feel like he needs to be there. I, I think Hassan's always going to be known as kind of in a lot of ways sort of wasted potential because I think he got to a certain point and then there was just a place where either from an effort perspective or an attitude perspective or, you know, an aptitude perspective, he just wasn't able to kind of take the next step. But I, it's I do clear think we're letting my bias show. So we, he should be on the list. He should be sure. on the list. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Because we've got nine here that we've added. We're at 29 Peyton Whiteside, Butler, Odom, Jay will Antoine Walker, Brian Grant, Shane Battier, Chris Anderson. Why don't we let the Twitter followers decide on the 30th? So Great let's come idea. up let's come up with four that we were debating, okay? So we have Posey, Jay Rich, Vashan, Sherm, uh Askins. I feel like if you put Justice Bowen. in this poll that he's going to win no matter what and it's because people we're just going to vote for the justice better thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. That's why. That's why so, I can't so keep do it. justice off the, off the poll. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So how many we got? We've got, uh, to me, if we're going to say who's the 30th for the play in, I think Jay Rich needs to be there. Um, I, would we agree on that? Yep. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So put Jay Rich there. We're going to put, huh, is Askins there? Mm, probably not. Again, that's me being biased. Um, Sherm? There's a conversation to be made with this all-rookie second-team selection. Um, I feel like... How about, how about Mace? I think we put Mace there. M- Mason made an all-star team, so that, that would be a guy that... He would be on my list for sure. And Bruce Bowen. I th- I think we can say... Mason for for the four because we're gonna pull four, Mason, Jay Rich, Bowen, and then the fourth could be Posey. I'm not gonna say Jimmy Jackson. Posey. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs> Kurt Thomas wasn't here long enough. No. Sherm. Yeah. Posey I- Sherm. Posey Sherm or Vershawn. Or, or or do we throw a throw a, a Duncan Robinson Kendrick? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's it. <laughs> they haven't even played a full season. Pose, Posey, Sherm or Vashon? Give me, give oh, me a. Four. Oh, I know who it should be. It should be Giannis. 
<laughs> Don't do it. Posey, Sherb, or Rashawn? I'm saying Sherm. I'm going to go Sherm as well, actually. I take back what I said. Go Sherm. All right. But, so but that's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see. So we've got Sherm. We've got Mason. We've got Jay Rich. And we've got Bruce Bowen. And that's where we're going to do this. And that's going to decide on our 30th. Hassan came in at 29th. And the next part of this that we're going to get to, of course, is the three of us, me, Alf, and Alex. We're going to have to explain to Alex who Sherman Douglas was, uh, <laughs> see if he drafts him, and then you guys can pick our teams. Uh, one thing we want to recommend is go check out DoralToyota.com. We know, obviously, everybody's struggling right now, but for some of you, Carlise is going to come up here pretty soon, and you want to go to a place where you're going to be treated well and DoralToyota.com is the place to go. If you mention five reasons, if you stop by the dealership in Doral, you will work directly with a manager instead of a salesperson. Again, we know it's going to be some time before you're in a dealership, so start checking out the cars now. DoralToyota.com. Also, one other thing here. We wanted to mention to you guys that we have a sponsorship sale right now. We basically slashed the rates by about 70% which is way below where they should be for our downloads, which have held up pretty steady here. Um, and so one of the reasons we're doing this, we want to help people in the community. So we're working with South Florida businesses only, and we hope that you can help us as we help you as we try to come out of this thing together. So reach out to me. And one of the things we're offering, we're going to start bringing sponsors on the podcast because they're all Heat fans, okay? So that's why they're sponsoring us. We're going to bring them on to talk to us for a couple minutes a day. Uh, one other thing we're going to do is we're going to start a segment as, uh, called The Floor is Yours, where we're going to start engaging some people on Twitter. So we're going to have more of a community activist thing here uh, until we, things kind of get back to normal. Like I said, I've been told that people affiliated with the Heat are going to start to be allowed to speak to the media again, and so I'm expecting us to get some folks on podcast. Thank you for doing this, Leif. Appreciate it. Um, I, I think it was a good a exercise. Fun. Yeah, and we'll, we're going to throw the rest of these out there and see what people say. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.